Y'all know what time it is. You locked in with Seven the Panther. Welcome to Panther Politics Podcast. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got to call me Seven the Panther. You could call me the Carolina Hurricane with ridiculous slang. You could call me your baby mama's favorite rapper. Or you could call me a bunch of other shit. But I might punch you in the face. So, we're not going to do that. But today, <laughs> I decided to take it back to the home front. Yes, we out here on the west side, you know what I'm saying, and that's all love, love the west coast. I've been having a ball since I've been here, but I had to take it back to Carolina just for a minute, you know what I'm saying. Now, it just so happens, <laughs> I got a homie right from the trade, right over here on the west side with me out in the PDX. My man Clue, what's <laughs> good, G? How you living, man? Chilling, man, chilling. How that's how to snap, that's straight for all day. All fun, all fun. <laughs> you know it. So, what's good, man? You know me, man, I stay out the way, I be chilling, you know what I'm saying, working on this music shit, life well, do me, do me a solid. For all the people out there who may not know about Clue, give, give us a little background on not only like where you come from, how you got into music, all that good stuff. Shit, where I come from, I was born and raised in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, Trey Fall all day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's just how it is. You know? Um, you know what I'm saying? I grew up in church, like really doing music with my family, like my whole family did, um, like did choir and shit. My aunt was the choir director and shit like that. So it was just every Sunday, Got your ass whooped if you wasn't in church type shit. <laughs> I know, you know what I'm saying. Not literally, but you would have wished by the tongue lashing you would have got for me. You know what I'm saying? But that really formed me into singing and stuff like that. And like I played trumpet and shit like sixth through eighth grade because I was real timid with my voice and shit. Then yeah, it was lit. It was <laughs> trumpet. Lit. Best in my class too. Ask my mom. Oh man, <laughs> That's lit. But nah, um, yeah, I did that and then. I, the middle school I went to, it they didn't really teach me what I needed to know on trumpet to no go doubt. to the because uh, I kind of went to a performing arts high school. Mm. And um, I I got in jazz band and then them kids was up there. I'm just right there, <laughs> <laughs> right there. I'm like, all right, yeah, that ain't it. But yeah, I put that down in um, ninth grade and then I picked up chorus in um, tenth, eleventh, tenth, eleventh, and twelfth. Uh, and that's when I realized I could like sing a little bit. But once I got out here. That's when I started writing music. Like, I only been writing music, too, for, like, maybe five years now. You know what I'm saying? Type shit. I okay. didn't start. I didn't learn how to write music till I moved out here. Shout out to the Clumsies. My niggas. Shout out to the Clumsies. Them niggas showed me how to write music. Bro, shit. Oh, <laughs> me. <laughs> 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 me. But, nah. Um, yeah. After that, it just it just went up. Like, start writing my own shit. It's just, you you know, you see the progression in yourself. Absolutely. Type Absolutely. shit. And, like, I listen to my old shit. Like, I listen to Toxic Love. And then I listen to my new shit. I'll even try to sing my shit from Toxic Love, and I can do it, but... You so far beyond that yeah, now. It's just man. Like... I, it's crazy how you think in the moment that's that's what it's going to be. you like, yeah. damn, this is the this, this, this the peak. This is it, yeah. Like... Nah, you like right there type shit. You're like, oh, I'm coming up type Take off, yeah. But yeah, it'd be mad cool. It'd be mad cool. Now, you got... Oh, so you talk uh, you talk about the progression of the music, and I can definitely hear what you're talking about, because I, I listened to Toxic Love after I met you. I was like, oh, shit. Okay, yeah, this is dope. But then I started hearing the singles you've been releasing recently. Yeah, and I was like, "Yo, that Dirty Dan joint is crazy." That's my shit. That joint is crazy. <laughs> That's my shit. That shit came out of nowhere, bro. I was coming down off of shrooms. I was just chilling. I be microdusting and shit, bro. Hey, get you some. <laughs> get you some. But nah, that shit. That, it's crazy how that shit has just really opened up your mind. You know what I'm saying? And no like. Doubt. You know, like, growing up in a, like, aggressive state that we grew up in, you know what I'm saying, just that surrounding and shit like that, something to ease your mind and just, like, you ain't got to worry about everything around you for a little bit. Yes. That shit really helped me put the pen to the pad type shit, and I was just chilling in my crib one day, and the chorus just, it just came. And, like, I literally, mm. that's when I started writing shit off of Instagram, like, 
I do little freestyles on Instagram and then I say the video. I'm like, hold on, that's kind of hard. No doubt. And I yeah, write yeah. that shit out and then that's where Dirty Dan came from. Like, I literally wrote that shit on Instagram because each time I wrote something different, I posted a new video to it. And it was, you literally see the progression in it from the little <laughs> shitty video with the fish eye to <laughs> the finished product. And that shit wild. That shit, man, wild to me. But it's... Now you got a you got a very baby. creative style of the way you do your shit. Like the way you sing, uh, and, and I said this about somebody else in the past. I can't who was it I was talking about. It might have been Trey Songs I was talking about. I was like Trey Songs sings like a rapper. That I <laughs> like when I hear him sing, I can imagine him rapping these words to somebody. Real you know what I'm saying? Not not only because of what he's saying, but how he says it. Like you have a very smooth, you, your voice is very smooth, but it's also very powerful. Appreciate you. You know what I'm saying? And I know that comes from church because we we already know what that breed. That I <laughs> so like when you started releasing music, like how did being that we're not from here, I always ask this question to anybody I know that's not from here, like me. Like how did Portland respond to you when you first started like popping up and, and doing your thing? It was cool at first, but when I started like. I say I start really popping out, popping out when I drop Toxic Love. And I got mixed reviews on it. Like, people would either be passive about it and not tell me, or they would just tell me straight up, well, it's a little too sexual for me. But at the end of the day, if you listen to R&B, R&B is, is the rhythm and blues. No doubt. You move into that. You groove into that. Whether it be intimately, like, you thinking about a bitch, or thinking about whatever you want, or that shit just making you move, but you feel something off Absolutely. of R&B every time you sing or listen or do anything from it. That's what it's for. So it's like, I, I used to take it as like an insult, but if you think about it, it's just a very com a very compliment. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I made you think. I made you move in a way that the music was supposed to do. So really, I did my job. It like evoked shit, an emotion one way or the other. Yeah, yeah no doubt. And, and that's usually what it's supposed to be. Like People that say your music is too sexual, I, I honestly think those people... Um, those people went to church just like we did, but the problem was they never took the opportunity to develop their values outside of that. For real, you know and the saying? spiritual aspect of it. I was telling, I was telling a little baby that the other day. It's just like where I come from, like especially growing up in church and just growing up in the south in general. Like hell, just the little things as far as like superstitions and shit like that. Yes. we all grew up with them, but like shit over here, people are like what? I'm like, hey man, I don't care what nobody say. My spirituality can save my life. You feel me? Every yeah. day. So, I'm going to show love. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to do what I got to do. But, no, nah, I definitely feel that. So, I guess my question then would be, your content is very sexual. <laughs> now, was that the plan going in, or is that just what comes when you start writing? Man, it just comes. Because half of the time, people be like, who is that about? And, like, sometimes I can tell them. But half of the time, like, it's just be what be in my mind. No like, doubt. Real yeah. shit. Masego and Don Tolliver did this song called Mystery Lady. And the um the chorus is, what is it? He said, he said, thinking I can make this many songs by the lady, though I never met her, but she's always had it on my cerebellum. Like, that shit spoke to me. Like, I'm like, yo, I can really write about a situation that's not happened yet, but it's in my head type shit. I'm like, Absolutely. And once, I, it was like unlocking the key, bro. Oh, <laughs> Oh, so you mean I don't gotta just talk about what's happening right now? Like oh, I can <laughs> visualize some shit and do it. Yeah, like that, that's go. a different thing, man. Oh, like me. I, I think what opened that door for me too, like as an artist, as an MC, as I, I always believed coming up when I first started rapping, like okay, everything I say got to be absolutely hundred percent, like right can, here, right, right now, yeah. real. You know what I'm saying? But then, then um, I started listening to, um, I started hearing other artists talk about how they put their projects together, talking about, oh nah, man, like I've never done that, but I've seen it, so yeah. I wanted to describe it for other people who haven't experienced that it. I, you know, and I was like, yo, so I could talk about other stuff that happened to other people. I don't necessarily got to tell it from the first person. Okay, cool. And it, and it definitely opened up the floodgates. You know oh, yeah, 100%. So, like, do you have a, a favorite song? Now, let's take Dirty Dan off the table. 
<laughs> Outside of that one. <laughs> what would be your favorite? Like if somebody said, if I just wanted to hear one song to tell me who Clue is, what would it be? One Day. No doubt. Definitely One Day, because that's, at least in my life, in my life right now, yeah. Yep. I can dig it. I can <laughs> dig it. Because that's yeah. one I can't even like, it was so in the moment, I can't even recreate that live. Like, I can't sing that song. Oh, wow. I, I can't, I can sing like bits and pieces of it, but I cannot. Yeah, I that's one of them. I'm in the studio. This thing popped off, and yeah. now that's just what it is. That's like, what it is. Take that. And man. I hate to make like studio singles or whatever, like whatever people want to call them. But yeah, because Activated was a studio single at one point. Like when I did that at Charles Show, I ain't gonna lie, I it was shaky. It was shaky for me. Like compared to like the breath control and the shit that I've learned how to do now, like on my own too, bro. That'd be the crazy shit. Like I'd be wanting to get like a vocal coach and shit, but I'll just do something. I'm like. All right, let's just work. You know what I'm saying? Like you know yourself is weird, but oh yeah, yeah I oh mean, yeah, I knocked that shit out the park. Now it's it's lit. For it's all lit. y'all singers out there, vocal coaches are cool, but there's nobody that will ever know your voice better than you. I'm so you. keep working. I'm not saying don't get a vocal coach. Do what you gotta do. But I mean, you know. So Portland is um is a weird place in in a lot of ways. It's strange. Hmm. It's strange, but they do have a very rich music community there. like that the, the community the music community there's large and it's very multifaceted because like you go from cool nuts to uh you know rain ezra to you know to you and i get all of it's different you know so but it's all dope a revolution very different from all the other people i just named but still dope you know what i'm saying so how did you kind of figure out okay this is where i because you be around a lot of rappers like <laughs> I met you at a cipher, <laughs> so I mean, like you know what I'm saying. Like you be around a lot of rappers, so like being that you be around so many um, hip hop artists, and, and your music is definitely R and B, but it definitely has a hip hop edge to it. Oh, yeah. So I can I can assume that has something to do with it. But like how how did you utilize that tie to the hip hop community, kind of to kind of find your find your way? Honestly, I used to hate the direct where I was supposed to go. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like the positivity gonna come if you're doing the right thing. But the hate gon' like the hate gon' outweigh it always. So that's the shit that I pay attention to. You know what I'm saying? Like just seeing which way to move. Cause I, I've noticed a lot of people out here are very envious and oh, yeah. just downright jealous of like the fact that I just do what I do. You know what I'm saying? I'm not the best in the world at what I do, but I'm the best in the world to be me type shit. You feel me? Like I, I know that, and I just Absolutely. do myself. And I see a lot of people get intimidated by that shit. And those just the spaces that at one point I might have even been in. But I won't be in that shit now because, I don't know. Like you said, Portland is very weird. They do have a rich, you know what I'm saying, music aspect. But at the end of the day, nobody is better than anybody else. Yes, it's a competition at heart because it's all a numbers game. Absolutely. But it's way too, in my opinion, it's way too many artists in Portland and way too many opinions for us not to have a hub for music that's on the map type shit. Absolutely. A household, you know, word of mouth type shit. There's all these, like, people throwing continuous shows and shit like that. It's like, okay, cool, but what are you doing with that? You know what I'm saying? You could be giving money to you know, any organization that you're doing it for. That's that's cool. That's fine. I appreciate that. They appreciate that. But you want to be bigger than that, but you're complacent. You know what I'm saying? And people people often get offended or whatever, get defensive when I, when I bring shit up like that. I'm like, well, what do you really want to do? Because I'm a leaper, bro. I see both sides, but I also see a long game. No doubt. You know what I'm no saying? Doubt. Like, I... Anybody anybody can get complacent very easy if you don't yes. catch yourself. You know what I'm saying? Because if so, you got the hottest show in town, 
Um, every time you pop out, you know, you, you get the plot spot close to full or full, and it's all good. But if you're not utilizing that platform to build a stronger net for the whole community and to kind of make that the place that people say, oh, you want to go to Portland? You want to go to Portland to hear music? Okay, you might hear about other stuff, but you got to go here. You know what I'm saying? So I think that should be, and I think I'm hoping that um, stuff like uh, Deeds Willie's Bars Over Bars and even, you know, A-Rev doing the Cypher Saturday thing, I think that that's, I hope that that stuff grows the way that they intend for it to. Because I think that those those spots could definitely um, build something strong for Portland that people can come mm -hmm. to in and lean on. And then also in those spaces, even though it's bars over bars, I know that Deeds Willie is willing to open the door to other forms of music besides hip hop. So that, that gives a vein to not just the rappers, but also people like you, people like Rain Ezra, people like Vina Baby. Um, it's so, man, it's so much talent that I found just from coming to the Cyphers mm -hmm. out there. No C, what up, bro? What oh, up? Me. <laughs> I see you on the second, my boy. Man, yo. <laughs> No C is awesome. Uh, we actually doing an album together, and we we just talked about yeah, getting you on the joint. So yeah, phone. I got yes. to be some on phone. We in there. I so, can't uh, wait. Oh, this is gonna be this crazy. This is nasty, man. bro. So I mean, people talking about the music's too sexual. Portland is weird, and, and it's kind of hard to find your lane. But I have noticed since I met you, I'm starting to see you, and you popping up on more flyers, bro. <laughs> I see it coming. I see it coming. Yeah. So I mean, as far as live performance, um, like I love your energy when you perform live. Appreciate you. I love it. Um. Is that a consequence of just who you are as a person, or is it something that you was like, okay, when I get on the stage, I gotta do da 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 da? Honestly, that's just who I am. That's like, that's one of the most raw versions of me. Like people that ever get is me on stage, cause yes, like, you know I'm a Libra. I like attention, but it's just like I like positive attention. I don't want negative attention on me. You know what I'm saying? Like when I'm on stage, I'm gonna make you laugh. You gonna listen to my shit. <laughs> I'm gonna have you in your group, but it's gonna it's a performance. You know what I'm saying? You gonna see the show type shit. Some fucking character, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> the curly hair. Yo, that shit, shit is you know hilarious. Saying? I activated had a whole wig. Yo, that shit know, like, was I cold. acted in high school and shit like that, bro. Like, I used to do church plays. I did uh, plays in school and shit like that. I was an extra and insurgent. Like, the little, yeah. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, bro. Like, so I... I've done some shit. I got accepted to a model in the acting agency. It was uh, John Casablanca's out in John Charlotte. John Casablanca, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Bro, I did the little audition. I thought it was a scam. My mama sent them my um, prom picture. And I, we, it was like 180 kids. They picked five. I signed that contract, boy. That shit was lit. Hell yeah. Shit. I'm going to model in the acting classes every Saturday. They got jobs on the board. I drove up to Atlanta. Got fitted for my costume. You know what I'm saying? I was part of the factionless army. No and, doubt. Uh, insurgent and shit. I'm like... Yeah, like niggas like, oh, I did this, I did that. I'm like, bro, we've all done shit, but what are you doing now? What are you doing now? You yeah, what, what, what have you done for me lately? It's Eddie Murphy was saying. <laughs> like, shit, you know, it's just like everything, I feel like everything you do in life, you should build off of it. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Ain't, ain't nothing wrong with telling people that you've, you've done something, but if you haven't done something with it, you know what I'm saying? Like, I be doing my little reels and shit. Yeah, it's just Instagram and shit. But then this whole skits. Like, I put up a camera to do, like, some behind-the-scenes shit one day. And I went back and watched that video. I was like, damn, bro, I really be just putting in work. <laughs> like, especially, like, with the little head rap and shit. Sometimes this shit was, like, two seconds on, like, on, on camera. And then I'm taking it off, like, the activated one. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Where I had the mic. Bro, I literally, like, if you watch how, like, like how quick those shit's pan from, like, oh, yeah. one, this suit to the... Uh, to the sweater, bruh, I literally was, fuck you and your actions, fuck you and your ass. They had to switch it. <laughs> I'm like, bruh, <laughs> on me. Hey, you know my ass is in there smoking the wood and the ring light just beaming on it. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> I'm like, 
like that shit was fucking me up. Yo, bro. that is you know wild, saying? bro. Oh my god. It be commitment though. It be commitment because at the end of the day, like I sit there like, bro. I swear, like anytime I record a real, I'm sitting there on the like watching the watching the shit on the ring like for like an hour, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> it's on repeat. I'm just watching that shit. Like, yeah, I did that. Yo, that's what you're supposed to do, though. Um, like, you gotta kind of proofread the shit before you send it out. Because um, it's like, I'll be like, hold on, I don't like that right there. Let me yeah. go back. Let me go back and just edit that just a little different. Oh, oh man, it takes and it takes a, a lot to do. And I, I said, I'm gonna say the same thing to you. I said in OC, like I was, I was talking to him on the phone, and then I was like, bro, you gotta tell me like how you do your your, your editing game. It's tight. You know what I'm hard. saying? And the only reason why I don't do more reels and shit like that is because I just. I would record something and I'm just like, I don't feel like fucking with this, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you gotta I don't get feel you like an iPhone shit. too, man. You gotta get you an iPhone. See? If you're gonna get the camera, you see? know what I'm saying? Get the camera work right. Is see? that an iPhone you got in your hand over there? See? Okay, so look. I'm, <laughs> I'm, sounds I'm, like you've heard I'm, this I'm from just, everybody I'm, now. I've heard it from a lot of people. But this is what I, this is what I will say. Um, it's kind of like... It's kind of like playing back. <laughs> Speaking of which, shout out to Pretty Kings. You know what I'm saying? All Pretty Kings, I sponsor most definitely. Um, but the thing, the thing for me with that is this, like, and I, I have like that. I in the last week or so, I have uh, I have a new appreciation for iPhones. They're oh, cool. They're last cool. week or so. Yeah. Okay. But the problem is this: it's kind of like playing basketball. Um, and you you shoot, you know, you practice on shooting with both hands, but you're really right-handed. You know what I'm saying? That. I feel that. So I can I can get a little jiggy with an iPhone in the left, but I'm I'm with an Android, I'm flying. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And it's done like this. So like, um, it's just a matter of familiarity and comfort at this point. You know what no, I feel that. Yeah, I feel yeah. that. Trust me. I've mm-hmm. always like, I'm a tech nerd. So like, I've honestly had both. Like at one point, because I always got two phones. I got two iPhones right now. But at one point I had an Android and an iPhone back in middle school for like a couple of years type shit. And I mean, I like the like the freedom you have on those, like the customized phone. No doubt. Because like, I'm a visually, like shit visually pleases me. So I like to see shit different and shit like that. iPhone is just simple and quick. You know what I'm no saying? Doubt. And it's sleek looking. You know what I'm saying? There's something about the, I don't know, something about the way that shit just looks sharp. You know and I will saying? say the cam, the camel iPhones is crazy. Like, I, I will say that camel iPhones are crazy. Real shit. So, I mean, are you planning on releasing um, music videos soon? Or? I need to, bro. I really need to. Like, I I had some shit that I was rolling out called Clues Corner. It's like I got my little LSC and shit. Um, I was just going to do, yeah, it's only $100. Do it yourself, you know? Make your own money. No hey, doubt. fucking taxes. No, I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Keith. Uncle, Uncle Sam coming to get his slice whether you pay it or not, so you might want to go ahead and do it. Because if he got to come get it, he's going to take more. He's taking the whole thing, bro. <laughs> about, oh, oh, you made me come find you? Here's a finder's fee. You feel me? I'm on your ass fee. <laughs> Fuck you fee. Like, <laughs> you got kids? <laughs> Fuck them kids fee, Fuck too. Them damn kids. Like, I might take one. <laughs> bro, hey, that ain't no bullshit. Either. Oh, they me. might do it. They might do it. So uh, I, I mean, like, I mean, so I know, I know the reels are dope, but I feel like, uh, especially an artist like you with the stories that you tell in your music, I mm-hmm. think music videos would take you like out of here. Nah, it really would. That's yeah. that's really like, that's the feel to the rocket. I just ain't put that bitch in yet, cause it's just like, like I was saying, like I had some shit planned out. Um, did you see when I was on Instagram and I was recording that shit on my block? Yeah, with the little microphone, no the C stand. Yeah, he lost all of that footage. Oh. <gasps> Oh man, yeah, that just made my out. heart hurt. I was gonna say shout out, but fuck unprofessional niggas. Yeah, if you're a videographer and this is what you do for a living, if this is your nine to five, why is my footage still on your camera a week later? You know we live in Portland. I understand you were at a show, and your shit got broken into, but professionalism. I would have took that shit home and took it off that camera that night. 
Just saying. And I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> All I can tell you is I know exactly what he's talking about because as soon as we finish recording this motherfucker and they get chopped, I'm going to have it. Because <laughs> anything can happen, bro. Like, and it's out of your control. Even, like, yes. something can fuck up while you're transferring that shit. Like, that's yeah. out of your control, but at least you tried. You're talking about some, oh, I'm so excited to edit this video. Don't bullshit me. If you were so excited to edit the video, how is that shit still on your camera only a week later, bro? I ran that nigga pockets back. I sure did. I know that shit, right? Left him with nine dollars. I, I, I ain't now. got. I ain't got what I paid you to do. I'm gonna need that back. Niggas like, <laughs> niggas like, oh, but bro, like treating it like, like, cause in in reality, people really want to say, oh, bro, but we're friends. You can't take that money back from me. Fuck that. If we wasn't friends, and we were, even if we was cool, and we was in a different situation with somebody higher up than us, and we were shooting a video for a contest or something that we knew we was gonna win, and we just needed a video, you fucked that up, and they're gonna want that money back. Exactly. They're not cool with you. <laughs> so they fuck. even if they cool with me, they gonna want their shit back. That's how business works. And niggas wanna get into this shit, quit their jobs and do this shit for a living, but not understand you actually have to be committed to it. And still wanna do homeboy business after you know they after they saying? quit their job to make it their life. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, oh, I'll give you a discount. I ain't asking you for a discount because then cause you giving me a discount, you're gonna feel like if something go wrong, you gonna you not gonna give me my shit back. Nah, bro. Pay charge me what you gonna charge everybody else because I'm gonna do you the same shit. Exactly. That's how it works, bro. Exactly. You don't ask you don't ask random niggas for a discount. So how the fuck you asking your homie for a discount? Bro, I'm gonna tell you some funny shit. Now that you brought that up, and I mean, hey, Panther Politics, y'all know how we do. Sometimes it's an interview. Sometimes it's just a conversation. We'll get back to it. Just calm down. But uh, <laughs> recently, you know, I, I I I was talking to my manager. I was like, look, man, um, as far as the pod goes. Um, if it's people that reach out to me asking for an interview, I'm gonna charge them. That I because I'm giving you a free. I'm not only am I giving you an interview and free promo. That's yeah. But I'm pushing it all week. Yep. I'm pushing whatever song you got out all week to go along with that, and then you might get the audio and the video if we in person. So you getting an audio version for people who just listen. You got a video version for people that watch, and you getting your whatever your most recent shit is promoted for a whole week. And the price that I'm charging is so low. Like, this, the price so low, my manager seen it and was like, bro, you tripping. Oh, me. And I was like, no, 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 you got to understand. I'm trying to look out for the indies like myself who was trying to come up. Like, I paid way more than this to do shit when I was coming up. You know what I'm saying? So I set the price. How about as soon as I put the flyer up with the prices on it, a nigga inboxing me talking about, bro, can I get that for like, you trying to finesse me already and already? I just put it up? Do one at the regular price first, and then maybe the next time, hey bro, look, I need, I'm got this new project coming out, all the money tied up in the da da da. da. I can do this. I ain't got the whole. Okay, I might be That's willing to work with you. Right. You know nah, what I'm saying? Shit. But like, <clears throat> I, so case in point, people that are watching, paying attention. If I don't contact you to interview you on this podcast, you pay. Sorry, not my fault. I need my Benjamin. You know what I'm saying? Because realistically speaking, you being on this podcast can make you money. So I need mine too. Because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ask you for nothing after the fact on the back end. You know what I'm saying? That's goofy. That's dumb shit. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, how difficult has it been? You know, to get on your grind, be doing your music thing, and be so far away from your people like that. And that that's something I think about all the time. Man. <laughs> Every time, shit. I got teary out on the way up here because I was listening to a gospel song we used to sing in church. And it's oh, just be man. like, it be times, that shit, that, that shit be mad hard. I ain't even gonna hold you. Like, it, it just be times where you go through shit and like, me personally, like I was in an abusive relationship last year. There was so many times I just wanted to go and chill in my mama bedside and just smoke a wood with her and just cry and just chill. No and doubt. I actually got, when I went home for the holidays and shit, I've been home, excuse me, I've been home 
in the last five years, but it's always been like when something was wrong. Like my mama had surgery. Um, like I'm going home in a couple of weeks again because she having a, she got a tumor in her head and shit. Damn. Yeah. My my. Shout out to my mama. That is one of the strongest people I know in this world. That woman is four nine and three quarters. <laughs> four nine and three inches, whatever we want to call it. And that is the strongest woman I've known to this. Like, cancer twice, Bell's palsy, a meningioma tumor. Like, that is, I love you. <laughs> I love you. That is literally hey, the strongest person I know. I know you're going to watch because your son on here. We love you too. Prayers up. Prayers up. Oh, me. But nah, like. I've never got to go home for just a holiday and just chill. No like, doubt. I no birthdays, no holidays in five years. Like, like I just turned 25 back in October, and I went to Vegas to see my mom. This is the first time I see my mom for, my, for a birthday in five years, bro. And that shit, I cried like a big old baby. I ain't even good <laughs> My stepdad was right there. He walked up. He went and got some food. He brought it back. She said, I told you his ass is going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> Mama know. Oh, me. And Mama I know, bro. Damn. And she, and like, it's crazy because like growing up, she wouldn't let me cry. And it's like, no offense or nothing, Mama. But she wouldn't let me cry. Like, she really, you know, she gave me that, that tough skin, that thick ass skin. You know what I'm saying? And like, while I didn't understand it back then because I just thought she was being mean, I really appreciate that shit now. No doubt. Like, on me, because, like, niggas would say something that back in the day, that shit would not roll off my back. But now it's just like, mm. Whatever. All right. Type because <laughs> it's yeah. going to get more energy trying to correct you than just to let that shit go in my job business. You know what I'm saying? And, like, that shit, oof. Man, just seeing her for like my birthday and shit like that, and then going home for the holidays. Some of my nieces and nephews hadn't even met me. You know what I'm saying? Because I was born while I was out no here. Yeah, I yeah. got six of them three boys and three girls. Jeez. So, Jeez. yeah, meeting some of them for the first time, that shit, man, it, it was surreal. Seeing That's my low, family man. like as an actual adult, because I moved out here when I was 19. You know what I'm saying? And like, I was still a little baby. Like, I was the youngest grandkid. What made you move out here? Man, look, that's a story. Oh. <laughs> I cracked the back for that one. I love telling this one. So. <laughs> I was supposed to take over, and y'all listen close, because this is the craziest story. Most niggas do not know my story. They just think I just popped up out here. I was supposed to take over uh, my, like, a uh, couple of friends' lease back in Keene. No doubt. North Carolina, they had, like, six acres. $600. Yeah. House right in that's the middle. Elite. And then, ooh, beautiful, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like the like say like the thirty yards of grass and in the trees. Oh, yeah, you already know how. You already oh know. Goodness, straight three sixties. Yeah. Man. At night, you don't hear nothing but the crickets. Shit scare you a little <laughs> bit because it's too quiet. I miss that shit, man. But nah, I was supposed to take that over and they were moving in a bend. And um I never forget this shit. We stayed in this little treehouse Airbnb because I was helping them move. He was like, Hey, uh, what's your what's your middle name? I'm buying you a plane ticket. I was like, what? And I had been praying to God to get the fuck out of North Carolina. Most, most, mostly Winston. Because, like, I was, at the time, I was staying at uh, one of the deacons, at, the deacons at my church. He lived in South Carolina, but he had a church. I mean, he had a house in Winston on uh, Box Mountain. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Um, on the north. And he um, he just let me stay in there. He gave me a car to drive. I had my little Mustang, but he gave me a car to drive. So I worked at Zaxby's over on... Um, oh, shit. Yeah, I worked at Zaxby's. Zaxby's uh, God damn. On Wilkesboro Road. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I no worked doubt. over yeah. there. No, uh, uh, Walkertown. Oh, Walkertown. Oh, Walkertown, yeah, Road. no doubt, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I worked that one over there across the street from the Sheets. And, um, yeah. I miss you, Zaxby's. I miss you. I miss you so much, bro. I gained 10 pounds. Chicken tenders work, bro. Damn. We ain't even gonna go. We ain't even gonna go there. This is not a food podcast. I'm sorry, y'all. Fuck. Come on. But shit, Woo. nah, um, I was work I was working in Zaxby's, but like living there. And to most people, you would look at it and be like, oh, bro, living. He chilling. 
Right nigga gonna hug you. I used to walk around that bitch butt ass naked, smoking a blunt, crying, cause a nigga was depressed as shit. You know what I'm saying? I gotta like, get the fuck out of here, bro. Like, it, and it was so bad, cause the way shit going now, like far, as far as like people not going out, cause you know how the trade is now. Like, it was it was going to that, but it was still like it was still cool outside. No doubt. You know what I'm saying? And I was just like, I saw it going to shit. And I literally, like, I'd be in there smoking my blunt, praying to God, like, I need to get out of here. But I did not know how. I didn't know where I was going. I didn't know what I was doing. And then, bro, bought me that plane ticket. And I took that as a sign, bro. I had never lived anywhere else. I had never even been on a plane. You know what I'm saying? Like, my mama was, like, my mama was afraid of heights and shit like that. So, we didn't really travel or nothing like that. I mean, you know what I'm saying? We didn't grow up broke, but we wasn't the richest family. You know what I'm saying? So, bills was bills. And extra... You might, you know what I'm saying, type shit, which I ain't tripping on. I'm not complaining on that, mama. I love you. I appreciate that. But, um, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So I took that sign. I packed one big-ass bag, like literally one big-ass duffel bag, and I left. My grandma had just helped me. uh, uh, She leased a car for me. It was like a 2014 uh, Ford Focus. I'd only had that shit for like a week and a half. I gave that shit back, left. And I have not been back since. Like, And I moved up here with them. So we moved into Ben first. This where shit get crazy. Um, I had met my ex, and they really didn't like the fact that I was over there more than I was at home. Because what I couldn't come to find out, they moved me up here to be their personal babysitter. Oh. And you know what I'm saying? Because they had a newborn and shit. So, and I realized that I never forget this shit because I got a visual memory. I never forget this shit. I can still see this shit. We sitting at the restaurant. I'm holding the baby, eating my food. They across from me just eating their food. I tried to hand them their child. Oh no, hold on, we gotta finish eating first. What about me eating? The fuck? So I'm sitting there looking like the hell. Eating. Yeah, man. So I was like, <laughs> nah, bro, y'all played me. Why else would somebody buy a $500 plane ticket back then? You feel me? Just out of nowhere. You don't know me. Taking like a that. page from Joe Budden, I'm about to make this racy. What, they black? Nah, they white. I knew it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I already knew the answer, but I just wanted to, wanted to have it documented. Ain't no nigga gonna buy you no $500 plane ticket. <laughs> Uh, Especially not I, to be no damn babysitter. Oh, me. <laughs> shit, they might give you 500 a month. You feel me? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't lying. That's but it nah, real. So, they took it upon themselves. Um, Bro's a real scumbag. Like, you know what I'm saying? We were pushing weed back east and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Doing a normal thing and shit like that. But it was a nice-ass house. Like, uh, yeah. I'll show y'all after this. Uh, it was all on Brentwood Avenue in Bend. HOA so clean you can't even park in front of your own crib. Damn, <laughs> real shit. They would. They look like a ghost town. You had to park in the back in your garage. You could not park in front of your house. Yeah, but it was a mm, that shit. That's crazy. That was, that was the nicest neighborhood I'd ever lived in. But I was on Adderall with bad. Like he have like benders and then crash on a couch. I literally have never seen somebody do this. This man would sleep on the couch for exactly three days straight and not move, not move. No, get up to pee, water. I'm talking about you come back down we took a picture we come back down dude was in the exact same position she's sitting there checking her husband heart rate and shit I'm sitting there looking like what the fuck did I get myself into real shit real shit so that's crazy I met dude they they ain't like how that shit went I was still paying the rent though I came to get my shit cause they was getting kicked out the crib I got a video as soon as I pulled up outside Y'all know the big ass remodeling dumpsters. Oh yeah. They set my shit on fire, my clothes, my bomb, everything I own. Everything I brought up here, bro. They set that shit on fire. Stomped it out. Threw that shit in the um remodeling dumpster. 
uh, ended the video, forged, opened my mail, forged my signatures, and cashed my last two checks from my job at the time and took $800 from me. So I was flat broke with nowhere to go. Other than, like, dude that I was dating at the time, I went to his house and I lived with him. And that's, we moved uh, from there to Beaverton, split up, and then I just started doing my thing. You know what I'm saying? But, like, I had to grow up after that. I ain't had no, no choice. So, indeed. Type shit. But, like, that's, people don't understand why I'm so protective over shit that I have and, like, you know what I'm saying? Protective just over my life in general. Did y'all not hear that? You, know you feel me? Yeah. Shit? Like, yeah, every reason to be, yeah. I literally moved across the country with two people that I thought I knew well and got robbed by them. You would never trust a soul. People, people are lucky I even have the bit of trust that I have left because it's, it's very thin. It's very thin. When anybody try, anybody try to do something for me, I'm like, what you want? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Why shit. you doing that? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Type shit. So it's just like, and that's that's not me. I got that on it. Somebody did me dirty type shit. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, it's Damn. everything I got, everything y'all see me with, my my apartment, my car, these clothes I got on my back, everything y'all see me with, that shit came from me. You know what I'm saying? Building that literally off of, I had nothing after that. I had the clothes on my back and maybe a blunt of some gas when they did that. That's all I had. Bro, that shit is heartbreaking, dog. That shit is wow. <laughs> Like, okay, so you went from Ben to Beaverton. So at what point did you get the, the Portland become the plan? I was chilling. One night, I had um, met one of my old roommates at the show or some shit. And they saw I was struggling. I was still living in Beaverton. I was working at uh, Chase Bank. I worked for Chase Bank for over like a year. Shout out Chase Bank. Y'all run cocaine. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. We know it. We see the cargo ship y'all tried to slide up under the water. Cocaine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah. But mm-hmm. what exactly are you chasing, Bank? Mm-hmm. <laughs> JP, Mr. Morgan. You heard me. <laughs> but nah, I, um, they called me one night. <laughs> I ain't even gonna say what I was doing. They called me, but I asked the phone afterwards. I was like, yo, what's up? Say yeah, I see you struggling, bro. You want to come live in the house, like, rent-free for, like, three months until you get back on your feet? So I moved to Beaverton to Portland. And it's been on ever since, no doubt. Yeah, man, I just I can't stop. Like, shit, God just will not let me lose, bro. And I'm not saying that in a way to where, like, I want to lose. I'm just like, you know, you being odd, like, some of the things you've done in life, it's like, damn, this man still blessing me. Like, nigga, just, just still, I'm talking about blessing. You be, like, right on the corner of it, like, oh, I got you. He get yeah. you that little nudge, you know what I'm yes. saying? Like it's it's crazy. It's crazy. Like the older you get, the, the better your faith get as well. Like you get a better. I think you get a better understanding of what what it, what it actually means to have some degree of faith. You know what I'm saying? Not like because you know as a kid you think faith is oh it's, it's all tied to going to this with these people and mm-hmm. singing and doing all this other stuff. But then you realize like this way deeper. Having that. faith is really about how you move every day. You yeah. know what I'm saying what do you do you doubt? that you're going to reach where you're going and why do you doubt it? And, you know what I'm saying, do you believe in something more powerful than yourself that's going to help you get there? That I you know what I'm saying? And, if you, and I mean, no no diss to y'all who don't. If, if your life is working for you that way, fine. I don't, that's cool. I'm not knocking nobody. For whatever sure. you believe, I don't care if you pray to, to styrofoam basketballs, dog. Me. Whatever you yeah. believe in, if it gets you through life and make you treat people right, do that shit. Like, um, I ain't tripping as long as nobody ain't getting hurt. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, so Portland, you you in Portland, you know what I'm saying, you doing your thing. Like who who was like your plug to introduce you to the Portland music scene? And if you don't want to say the name, you ain't got to. No, that's my nigga. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he I just ain't in contact with bro no more, but it was this dude named Harold. Okay. Like random nigga named Harold. I was working in uh this I was a manager at this frozen yogurt spot. So I was working at the bank and one of our uh customers, she 
manage the uh, frozen yogurt shop named Minchie's around the corner side. That's a um, little shift lead there. And bro came in. And something, it was just something about bro. He was with his girl and shit. It was something about bro. He had his nails painted. He was like, you know what I'm saying, emo kid and shit. And he asked me which one was good. And I told him. And then we just, I don't know, we had a connection like on some music shit. So we exchanged info. And I went to that crib one day. And um, I, what did I do? I sang, I spit something for them. No, I sang something for them. And we recorded it, and then I spit something as well. And he's like, I I never forget that shit, cause it was my first time spitting for folk and like singing for folk. Anytime I like did something for them, I had my eyes closed and I opened my eyes and everybody's mouth was like just open, type shit. And it was dope as fuck. We was just like just a little bedroom and it was like eleven of them like lined up on the wall. Just we was all chilling, just smoking, vibing. And niggas was like. Yeah, and then I uh, I spit my song Bugaboo. This song that's one of my SoundCloud shits. It's literally the first song I ever dropped. I spit that shit. And he's like, oh, damn, so you can rap too, bro? And so I shit a boo. <laughs> and yeah, we just we went up from there and then I started dropping shit. I met um met a couple of people and shit like that and it's just it just went up from there. Real shit. Like whew, Yeah. <laughs> when we, when I met you at the cipher, like it was um shout out to Pastry Sound Lab. Um, awesome spot. If you're in Portland, you want to record, go by Holler. If you want to go do a show, holler at them. I, I did one of my shoot stars to experience tour shows there. Absolutely awesome. Clue was on the bill. He absolutely killed it. Um, shout out to everybody involved with Cypher Saturday. Uh, thank y'all so much for what y'all do because if it wasn't for y'all doing that thing y'all do, I would not have been broke. <laughs> so, you know, uh, and I wouldn't, wouldn't have met a lot of y'all. So I, I appreciate that. But so now you plugged into the Portland music scene. You starting to do your thing now. When you started dropping music, were the people that you were like around in the scene were they like really receptive at first and kind of championing what you're doing, or was it kind of like, oh, so you make music now, huh? <laughs> no, I feel that. I feel that. I mean, honestly, that was really it. At least to, in my opinion, and I'm I'm very like I aware of shit. It seemed like they were very perceptive, like receptive. I have pre. I'm from the country, hell. You know what I mean. <laughs> They like the shit. They like the shit, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they was really they they accepted that shit very well. You know what I'm saying at first, and then like you know, people start having their own opinions about how you protect yourself. You know what I'm saying and shit no like that. Well, yeah. I mean, it comes to it, I, I, the one thing I've noticed, and I said this um, on, on a, another pod. I was talking to somebody else who's a transplant out here. It's all good until you start doing things in a way that they wish they could, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, y'all back. He ain't even from here. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It turns into that kind of situation. And I've, I've seen some of it in my own pursuits since I came out here. Um, but I just ignore it and keep going because at the end of the day, they can't stop. You know, they can't touch me. And if you can't touch me, you can't stop me. Thanks. So, you know what I'm saying? It Thanks. is what it is. And I, that's not no, you can't touch me on some arrogant shit. That's on some dog. I'm in my own bubble doing my own thing. Nothing you doing is yeah. going to affect how I move. You it's know what I'm saying? And it's just, it's, it's weird being a, like, just being yourself with fuck out here and like, they, because it'll be niggas that rap hard. But then when I'm the aggressor and overall I'm the singing nigga. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like overall I'm really the singing nigga. So you're not really supposed to be scared of me at all. But it's just like If why? they if they knew what I knew, for all of y'all paying attention, 
Steve Harvey on his radio show used to do prank calls. <laughs> on his, his nephew Tommy. I want you to go back and listen to the, to the prank call when nephew Tommy called Carl Thomas. I'm telling you. If you, you think singing niggas won't get in your shit. I'm telling you, bro. Go listen to that. <laughs> Emotional as fuck. You feel me? <laughs> hey, you're hey, you going to feel some summer rain all of them. <laughs> summer rain all of You wish you never met her. I'm shit. telling you. <laughs> bro, I'm trying Cut to say. Yo, it's crazy, man. So, I mean, like, um, I know you're dropping a lot of singles. You got to plan on an album anytime soon, or? I was thinking about it. I don't know how I really like, how I really feel, feel about like doing a whole project right now with the way folk acting in the city. I feel it. You know what I'm saying? I like, I, cause me, all right, no. I really prefer to I'm like. off in the dub, all right. All right, shit. <laughs> I like performing this shit, but I don't think, I don't, like this mainstream scene out here is not really for me. No doubt. You know what I'm saying? So if I drop shit, I'm going to want to do it. You know what I'm saying? Cause that's just, that's just how it is. And I'm liking the single shit right now. Like, I'm more of on a, I'm stacking my bread right now type no shit. You feel me? As a singer, too, the the thing that, now you said the mainstream scene ain't really for you, but the, the difference is going to be somebody like me as an MC. There's only so many people, especially out here, mm-hmm. that I can tap into what I'm doing unless I, unless I take them show on the road and go elsewhere. Mm-hmm. As a singer, you have you're going to get moved into that space with those mainstream people that you really don't want to deal with way faster because your music is going to reach like once once it starts reaching the right ears it's going to fly no, everywhere it, you, if I could be perfectly honest with you my music has always re- already reached the right ears they just don't I'm, I'm just keep it a buck niggas do not like raw genuine authentic talent out here bro exactly they, they like the kind of sugar coated Mainstream shit Which is cool We all listen to it I'm not finna sit here Acting like I don't be Bumping no mainstream shit In my car It's mainly all listen to it. But at the same time It's so much more Out here Like I The the genre And the era of R&B That I grew up on Nobody is doing anymore Absolutely You know what I'm saying Absolutely. Like yeah y'all hear Church in my shit But y'all also hear That 90's R&B In my shit as Absolutely well, You know what I'm saying yes. like, you, got a, you have a very Um I know I said Trey Songs earlier, but you remind me more, I I think, say, of somebody like Jagged Edge or, or Jodeci, somebody in that lane. Um, I mean, granted, they're groups and you're one person, but like just the swag and like, the way you the way you present yourself. You nah, know what I'm saying? Shit. And I grew up on groups like Gap Band, you know what I'm saying? Phrase Fe- Maze Feature and Frankie Beverly, like Isaac Brothers, all of that. Like, I was listening to Make Me Say It Again, girl, on the way up here. What? You know what I'm saying? That shit <laughs> slides, nigga. What? Hey, before I let go, it's timeless. Like, you don't understand the concept of actual timeless music until you realize that we're still listening to songs that came out when our kids were, when our parents were kids. I'm telling you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's timeless music. Like, I never forget that shit. And it's just the way you find it, too. Shit, I got chills thinking about this shit. We used to live in this spot called Wicker Place um, over on the south side of Tigro. No doubt. Yeah. Hell yeah. No yeah, doubt. we lived over there. And my downstairs neighbor, he had that Isley brother, but he was on, um, it was on cassette. Oh. I walked out my house one day and he was Boom and make me say it again, like make me say it again, girl, with like bass. It shook the whole building. I was, oof. I went downstairs and I put my phone to that shit. I have that shit has been on every single phone I've owned ever since. And it's just like little songs like that, like I Want You by Marvin Gaye. Yes. The vocal track in that, like his vocal backgrounds and shit like that, it's ad libs and dubs. That man was a fucking genius, bro. Yes, indeed. Like, Candy by Cameo, that beat was ahead of his time, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, the cadences in that beat and shit, and just the way Ooh, the beat goes. Man, you I got swear, me over about ready to bust it. You feel me? Like, the way that shit goes, that's how I really feel like that's... People feel like they're doing it first. 
But everything is repeated. Oh, yeah. No you doubt. know what I'm no saying? Doubt. Like, niggas think they came up with getting sturdy. Y'all seen a white woman on the little interview that was getting sturdy in heels back in the 60s and 70s? Shorty was getting it. And she threw her own little yeah, thing on Yeah, exactly. Like, Shorty was in heels. So I was like, okay. <laughs> Bro, that, okay. there's nothing that we do that hasn't been done already. It's, but it's just a matter of making it your own. Yep. Um, I get compared to other rappers all the time. Uh, they, oh, you remind me of Nas. You remind me of Jadakiss. You remind me of this person. You remind me of that person. Yeah, I remind you of that person, but do I sound exactly like them? They're like, well, no. I mean, it's really you, but it's just I can hear elements. I'm like, yeah, those people inspired me. No, nah, really. So, like, as far as singing goes, like, it's, if you had to pick, like, the three biggest inspirations uh, as far as singing, like, who, who, would, who would be the biggest people that kind of, who you kind of, maybe you can hear some nuggets of what they do in, in what you do? You gonna hear everything. That's the crazy part, bro. Like, <laughs> I say I get John Legend a lot. No doubt. I can and see that. I got Chris Brown a lot when I, my voice is hired, but I can see that too. My, uh, I, I agree with honestly both of those, especially uh, like the John Legend, because like as my voice is got like as my voice is matured and shit like that, like I sang Ordinary People the other, like yesterday. And that's when song got like, that's my go to song. Like mm-hmm. anytime anybody would ask me to sing a song in public and I didn't have no tracks out, I instantly went to that. No doubt. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I got that shit down packed. But, like, I noticed, because I, <laughs> first song I ever sang publicly was Take You Down by Chris Brown. Oh, shit. Yeah, it was a talent show in seventh grade, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> seventh grade. And then my, my step teacher, like, it was a step coach that, um, he did the shit together. He had the nerve to have me sitting right here. It's a female sitting across from me. And female, angry females walking around us the whole time I'm performing. I am in seventh grade. The crowd loved that shit, nigga. Oh, <laughs> Real that's shit. Crazy. But like, I listened to. I, my mama still got that video. I sound like a dying cat. But at the time, it was <laughs> nobody can sing like me. <laughs> on me, niggas was loving it. You hear crowd? Said, I sound like a dying cat. Oh on my me, god, I hear, yo! I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I look, it sound like I was like, it sound like, like, you know how Bubba got the underbite? Oh, it sound like I was singing like that with like, but through my nose type shit. I was like, y'all really went crazy over this little shit. Well, in seventh grade, they don't know no better. Oh, they, me. They, you know what I'm saying? But the, the good thing though, is that that exposed you to being in front of people and, oh, and not yeah. being, you know what I'm saying? Not being afraid to, hey, cause I mean, it, and I can admit this in church, it's easy because I'm standing there. And even when I, I, I made a way to snake my way out of singing a solo till I was a senior in high school. And yeah, you know what I'm saying? And finally my mama was like, nah, this is the last go round, bro. I'm gonna need you that out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was like, damn, like, <laughs> but this whole time, like even singing the solo, in my, you know, my last year with the choir, I started realizing like I'm up here with all of y'all. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. I'm a little nervous, but I'm okay. Yeah. But when I started rapping, and I'm rapping as a soloist, once I let, once I love my group, um, and, I, and to this day it still happens. I get extremely nervous every nah, time you, I gotta perform. Like yeah, you tell time. me that. Yeah, you're gonna ask you that. Show you. It's like yeah, I'm a little nervous. Huh? Yeah. Always, always. I don't care if it's two people, two hundred people, two thousand, twenty thousand. I that am just nervous. Mean you give a fuck. fuck. Yeah, and, and I think I told you that. You know yeah, no doubt. Like, you nerves did. mean you give a fuck. Real yeah. shit. Because I mean, anybody can get nervous, but like when you nervous because you know you gonna do good. That's different. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like deep down, you know you are gonna do good, but like on the surface, you're like, oh, okay, I'm just not trying to fuck up. But you know you know. No doubt. Now I told, I told, I told, I told Monster about this last night, and I'm gonna tell you too, because it's funny we talking about nervousness. Uh, my brother AP, who. Um, I met him in Cleveland. We met each other battling on 102 Jam. That's how we met. Um, then I was I started throwing shows at a spot called the Garage. Yeah. Um, no, 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 not the Garage. At uh, what was the name of that fucking place? Uh, da, 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 da. It was downtown, downtown Winston. 
it was in the garage. We did a show there too, but it was this other place. I can't remember the name of it. But we did a show, and I put them on the bill. So he came and performed at the show, and everything was cool. But then we, we linked up and was like, yo, we should make music together. So we started recording together. And we started, after we did our shit as Fallen Angels, which is the name of our group, we started doing shows together. And the one thing I always noticed is before the show, AP would get missing for like 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, where the fuck did he go? You know yeah. what I'm saying? We all came together. So finally one day, I was like, yo, bro, where you be disappearing to before the show? He was like, man, look, I be so nervous, I be having shit. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And I, I, I was like, shit. And I was like, yo, I be going in the bathroom looking for you. You not in there? He like, dog, some of these bathrooms are sketchy. Like, I just go around the back of the building, and I'm like, yo, <laughs> he gonna kill me when he see this shit. But oh me, hey, hey, P man, they're taking the shit. I ain't the smartest man in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna tell nobody else though. Oh, that shit is crazy, bro. But like, everybody had a thing, like, um. I can't really smoke before I perform because it fucked with my voice, you know what I'm saying? No, but, I feel that. Like, I really shouldn't be smoking this That's why I was I laughing did. when you was like, yeah, I'm about to go. I was like, what? Nigga, you get ready to sing. Yeah, you saw what I did, too? You got busy, too. Yeah, shit, right? crazy, gonna lie. It be wild. Shit. So, I mean, I know you got the show coming up with No C. That's, when is that? That's it's on the 2nd. The 2nd, okay. Yeah. February 2nd, PDX. My brother Clue will be rocking the stage. Salute to my dude, No C. Again, um... It's a lot of dope shit bubbling up, bubbling in Portland. I'm so glad I met some of y'all, yo. Like, so I mean, like when I think about singers in Portland, I think about you. I think about Rain Ezra. I think about Vina Baby. And it's a whole lot of people I don't know. And Shout I think, out you know, Baby. Yeah. Uh, what's that, what's the other girl named J Baby? Their name J something. Whatever. I can't remember that. But like, it's a lot. It's a lot of talent down there. You know what I'm saying? Um, so with that being the case. Much like I tell artists in Washington, the biggest thing that you could ever do possibly to help your career is to get out of Portland. Oh, fuck yeah. I mean, not not move out of Portland. I mean, eventually, I'm sure you're probably going to do that too. But like, as far as like performing mm-hmm. and all of that stuff, like, so um, I'm going to go ahead and tell you now, on air, in front of everybody, um, the next show that I book up here, mm-hmm. um, you are already on the bill. <laughs> so, like, like you already on the bill. They ain't no need to question that. You're already on the bill. And, and no C, so are you. So, um... I think it's I think it's important, especially with us being from where we're from, man. Like it's it's important that if we have an opportunity to look out, you know, say, hey, bro, look, it might not be no money right this second, but like it's gonna be fifty people here who've never heard you before. You know what I'm saying? And uh, if you got some a merch or whatever, you might make some money that way or however you do your thing. Not you know, fact, so um, <laughs> so you know, um, I think it'll be a dope thing, man. So do me do me a solid. What's coming next? <sighs> Honestly, visuals and like videos. No doubt. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I've already. I wouldn't say I've already told the story that I need to tell, but everything that I have to say right now has been said. You know what I'm saying? So I really want to put a face to the name type shit. No doubt. No so doubt. that's that's really what's next for me. And I just I have so much shit that I want to do with this visual shit. You know oh, you're so like, creative. I have I have no doubt about that. I have no doubt. It is so expensive, bro. <laughs> One more question before what's I close up? this out. How you come up with your name? Clue? Yeah. <laughs> I've been wondering that shit. <laughs> so, it's, 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 it go way deeper than it sound. It was C100 when I first started doing music in Winston because I was rapping. Wasn't doing nothing like local or nothing like that. It was just conference in my bedroom and like Instagram. But I put it on Xbox Live. And I put it the way I spelled it up. Like, because I like lowercase letters. You know no what doubt. I'm saying? Like, it's, I'm just weird like that. So, it's just a C, the number one, the two lowercase letter O's. Niggas started pronouncing it as Clue. Because they didn't realize it was a one? Yeah. <laughs> they thought it was an L. Okay, yeah. no doubt. Makes sense. It. And I mean, and I thought about it, was, that is an upside down L if you think about it. You know what I'm no saying? No doubt. Just, a, just flip it. You know what I'm saying? It's just going to look weird, but same thing. So, I ran with that, but then I, the, the more I, the older I get and the more I mature, 
I'm a mystery nigga. <laughs> Real shit. Like niggas think I'm one thing and then I'm always the opposite of what you think. All I heard was he a singer, he a singer, then he got up there on the stage with me at the cypher, grabbed the microphone, and got busy. And it's like I got tired of you niggas calling me a fucking singing nigga. Like I, <laughs> Yes, I can Tevin Campbell when I want to, but look, I still got shit to say. I get mad too. Y'all don't want no angry R and B song. <laughs> you do, but I mean, when I be hearing them sometimes, I be like, "Dog, you're singing. What in the fuck? <laughs> Why are you so angry?" Real shit. And I be like, "Guys, you get niggas that be like, oh man, is you gonna sing or you gonna rap?'" And I'm like, "Well, bro, I like to do my little thing on both, like." Yeah. And that shit would fuck with my head for a little bit. I ain't even gonna hold you. It's like when I first started, right? When I first started like trying to rap and shit out here in the scene, niggas was like, "Oh, which one you gonna do, Clue?" I'm like, "Well, I wanna do both." And that shit like. My mama never let me sing in the house. So, like, mm. I always got told to shut up. So, when niggas have, like, uh, not a disagreement, but, like, like a, a certain kind of comment on, like, something I have, I'm doing, it fuck with my head. You know what I'm saying? It. Like, okay. it kind of put me in a box and shit that I have to climb out of. So, like, I stopped hanging around them niggas. And, like, honestly, that's the first time I've ever freestyled like that. Wow. Yeah. I was angry, too. Like, my, I got, I have ADHD. And my mind moves faster than my hands can, like, oh, I produce. Feel it. Yeah, yeah. Like, my mouth can produce. So, like, I be trying to freestyle and, like, what's in my, if you heard what was in my head, nigga, I'd be genius. But what come out, sound like mush mouth sometimes. I got to find another way to say it, yeah, now because it's coming out like too fast. Yeah, sometimes. I'm like, damn. But, like, that shit, it, yeah, it just flew. I still got that video on my phone. So I ain't gonna lie. I, we was at the last cypher. Um, it was near the end. One of the times I was rapping, I was freestyling. And it's the first time this happened to me in probably 10 years. Mm-hmm. I started rapping. And at a point, I stopped thinking. Yeah, and the words just, just kept came. coming out. Yeah, yeah. that shit wild. I just, I just turned my brain off. It was like, fuck it, whatever come out, come that out. That shit wild. You know what I'm saying? And it was just start replaying shit that you was mad about, thinking about. Yeah, like, yeah shit wild as hell. Because we were doing the thing where they were giving you a word yeah. that you needed to um that you needed to, to focus on, and I, and the word that was given to me was despises, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I said, well, I don't even have to think about this. I I started out thinking about it maybe the first six bars, and then after that, I was like, I don't have to think about what I hate. It's already in my DNA. Turn yeah. it off. Just go. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, shit, just um, make it rhyme, make it make sense. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, shit. So where can uh, the people watching Panther Politics, listen to Panther Politics, find you online, bro? You can find me everywhere. I'm on Instagram. If you type in underscore C, the number one, and two lowercase letter O's, I pop up. A um, little hyperlink in my bio. It takes you all the shit. I'm on everything. Spotify, Alpha Music, Tidal, Deezer, whatever you listen to music on. Bitch, I'm even on Snapchat. Um, <laughs> and don't even Pandora, real shit. I, no doubt. I'm not playing with this shit. Anywhere you listen to music, it's in my bio. And if you don't, hit YouTube. It's in oh, there too. Shit. What's up? I don't even know if I told y'all, but I'm gonna share this share this with y'all now, cause bro, just just put. I got my own Pandora station. Seven to Panther Radio. Check me out. Let's go. You know um, got my own Pandora station, so I I wanted to throw that in there. This this podcast is not about me, but I wanted to, to share that with y'all. That's so lit. man, That's thank lit. you so much, man. I appreciate Thank you, bro. Hey. It's all love. Oh man, and I can't wait to do this joint. Oh my god. <laughs> we going hey. up. We going Woo, up with this one. We going bro. up with this. Did he show you the video? No. I did a little freestyle to it like the day he sent it to me. It's like it's short but sweet. Oh, I show it to you. Man. You should on roll Hey man, this. look. Y'all know what it is, man. Panther Politics Podcast. My man Clue in the building. I'm seven the Panther. Salute the pretty kings. We'll catch y'all on the flip side, man. One. Trey Folk. <laughs>